0: Hello, this is Josh Buck with the on Business Podcast. Hope you're having a wonderful start to 2023. I'm not going to uh, start the year as a lot of uh, people on their podcast platform, uh, you know, begin the year talking about the, the year and making goals and that type of thing and uh, motivation for the new year. I'm, I'm not gonna go there uh, to begin the, the podcast for this year. I'm gonna start by talking about people and specifically uh, dealing with the understaffing issues and how we should handle understaffing issues. For, uh, for any of us who, <clears throat> who have teams, uh, maybe a, a smaller team if we're talking about more than you know, having one or two people, uh, when you actually have a team where you uh, begin to uh, put people together, from time to time, uh, you will end up with understaffing issues. And uh, there'll be times to where uh, either you you can't find people, maybe people have left, maybe you've had to let people go, whatever the case may be, or your business has scaled to the point to where uh, you just don't have enough people on your team uh, to uh, to be able to get the work done. Uh, in, a, in a timely fashion. So when we find ourselves in in that position, uh, maybe here are a few things that we should consider before I kind of jump into that. A couple uh, kind of introductory comments. Uh, first of all, we kind of think about uh, there are three P's. I'm going to kind of overgeneralize here in business, and you probably have heard this in, in different forms uh, or formats. But generally, you have you know you have people you have profit, you talk about numbers, and then you have your, your processes, so your systems and processes, kind of the three elements that, that kind of make up the business. The, the financial uh, piece of it, uh, that's the profit, the numbers portion. Uh, you have the, the people side, uh, those that's the owner and the, and the team members. And then you have your systems and processes uh, that are put into place inside the business that essentially uh, provide a, a functional uh, tool to be able to actually get the work done. So uh, those are kind of the three, uh, the three elements of business and, and knowing your numbers is extremely important. I, I'm an accountant and uh, we talk about numbers uh, inside of, of, of our business inside of the, the businesses of our clients each and every day is essentially where our focus is at. But I don't think that's the most important aspect of business. Uh, We have clients that are um, that are some of the best in the world at coming in and helping businesses uh, set up their systems and and processes inside their business. But that is not the most important element of business. I think that people truly is the most important part of business, Uh, whether we're talking about the people inside of our of our businesses, uh, those team members that that work uh, that work with us, that work for us, as well as those that we have the opportunity to serve. So um, if you can have uh, really good numbers for a time, you can have the best systems and processes, but if you don't have the right people, your business will not uh, be able to sustain itself uh, in, uh, in uh, even really even uh, into the short term. Uh, I, I read this quote actually this morning. I was sitting scrolling through LinkedIn and I ran across uh, this quote by Simon Sinek and I really like it. It said that we, bec- uh, we become leaders the day we decide to help people grow, not numbers. And I thought from from someone who's uh, kind of uh, one of the leadership voices of our of our time uh, said this line, the importance of people. We become leaders the, the day we decide to help people grow, not numbers. I was listening a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Barbara Corcoran was on a, um, uh, and you may know her from, uh, if you do know her, probably from Shark Tank. Uh, and, um, of course, she <clears throat> has uh, uh, runs and uh, built one of the... Um, one of the largest, one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, real estate uh, brokerage outfits in uh, New York City and the New York uh, area, and and uh, through this, as uh, she talked about uh, going through her through her career path, and and what her one big takeaway, she kind of summed up everything uh, that she kind of looked back uh, at herself and her career growth and her personal growth. Uh, she had made the comment how uh, <clears throat> she's not very good at analyzing numbers. She's not good at uh, at process, but the one reason why she feels that her businesses have succeed, her businesses succeeded so well, is that she's invested in people. That she learned uh, how to identify the right people, how to serve people well, and because of that, she said that she can hire people to help with the numbers. She can hire people to help with systems and processes. But her, as the business owner, she had to become the person that really understood people and how to serve people inside of her business. And so uh, she definitely uh, talked about how people far surpass the importance of people. It far surpasses that of the profit piece or the process piece. So <clears throat> we kind of look uh, look inside of our business. We're dealing with some understaffing issues. What are some things that we need to remember? Number one, finding the right people takes a lot of time. And I went through a process here personally a couple years ago. We began to uh, really began to grow the business. And for many many years, it was just me. And if you've heard me talk about this on the podcast before, but um, it was just me. As is with probably maybe even with you inside of your business as well, it's just us. It's just us. And and maybe we have you know a family member or somebody that maybe comes and helps us part time here and there. And or maybe we go through and we hire a, a you know an assistant of some sort. But for in in essence, it's just us. And then eventually, we may bring somebody on and. And we get to the point to where our business really starts to hit traction. We start to hit this growth. And then we have to make a decision. Okay, do I keep the business where it's at or do I decide to grow this, uh, grow this business? Uh, the revenue side really becomes easy. It becomes the easy part. Uh, find, finding business, being able to onboard business, that becomes the easy part. Now the hard, become, hard part becomes how are we going to manage it? How are we going to get the work done? And then the, even harder, even more difficult than that is finding the right people. But kind of really understanding if we if we rush the process, we're going to end up with the we're going to end up with the wrong people. Okay, so understanding first of all that finding the right people does take a lot of time, and keeping people takes a lot of time. Every element of, of uh, the people in our business is going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of effort. Uh, there are there are some people out there and, and some people that have run very successful business talk about you know how how they uh, you know they hire quickly and they fire quickly. Uh, but I think, uh, probably more prudent advice is to hire slowly. And then, uh, if it's not the right person to let them go quickly. Okay. And I think it, actually Gary B, I think talks about this quite a bit, how to hire slowly, fire quickly. Okay. And, and so this is something that I'm um, really understanding it's going to take a lot of time. So when you get to the point uh, where you do need to, uh, uh to hire someone and, and, uh, maybe there's, uh, just more work than people to get done, just understanding that, uh, really having that transparent conversation with your team that, you know, this is really kind of, we're missing somebody on the team. This is going to take us quite a bit of time. We well, went through the scaling process and, you know, some of the hires were easier. Some of the hires took a long time. Uh, some of the hires were riskier, uh, you know, that type of thing. But I, I know that, um, uh, that any time that in our businesses we go through and we hire someone quickly, if we don't have the adequate and don't do the adequate uh, background, they come to us with, with good you know good referrals. Maybe we've worked with this person before. Maybe they work for a client of ours, whatever the case may be. Um, but if we kind of just hiring somebody off the street, so to speak, many times if we don't take the time uh, to hire them properly, then, uh, then they'll end up being the wrong person inside of our business. But if we end up short-staffed, uh, going to the team and just having uh, – they, they know, they understand, they feel that pressure that there, there's an understaffing issue. But to go to them and and have a very transparent conversation with them to understand that uh, so they understand you know it's probably going to take us all a little bit more time to uh, you know, so everybody kind of comes in, spends a little bit more time, we can get this work covered. So uh, and during this process, also uh, having the understanding that this is also a really good time uh, for individuals on the team to maybe to to learn another opportunity, maybe an area where they can step in and and uh, learn something new inside of the business. Also, a time that can be taken, and sometimes we're forced to do this. But a time to where we look at our processes inside of our business and say, you know what? Here are some areas and some processes inside of our business that uh, that we really could improve now that we're that we're uh, uh, that we have a little bit of a staffing issue, and to to look for ways to where you can improve your processes, ways that you can become more efficient, but really bringing the team together, understanding that there is a, there's an, there are some staffing issues. Uh, we're we're short on people right now. Explain to them, you know, I'm going to, you know, we're able to going to hire someone uh, to fill this seat. It's going to take us a little bit of time. I want to make sure we have the right person. In the meantime, uh, it's all going to take us a little bit more time and effort to make sure the work is done. But also, we're going to take the time to look at our processes. Uh, and uh, look at our uh, um, look at the way we do things from an efficiency standpoint, and see if there's some ways that we can improve overall inside of the business. Now, this should be getting done, I think, quite frequently. I think frequently you should be looking at your processes inside of your business, and and uh, and doing these types of things. <clears throat> um, but I think that uh, um, especially during this time, to be focused on what are some areas uh, when it comes to process, when it comes to um, Uh, Efficiency that we can improve. Next, uh, secondly, uh, communicate with your team more frequently. I think when things are more difficult, if we we do have staffing issues, but overall in business, if things are difficult, to make sure you're communicating with your team more frequently. Those of us who are business owners, uh, we you know we can kind of just like you know what things aren't working. We may not sleep at night, but we're going to find a way to try to fix the try to fix the issues. Going to try to find a way to bring in more revenue. We're going to try. We're just going to put in the work because we're entrepreneurs and it's just what we do. But uh, we should not expect that of our team members. okay? so uh, but your team members are going to feel those pressures and it's really going to hurt the culture inside of your business. And uh, it's really going to like really ramp up the stress levels inside of your business. If you aren't frequently communicating with them, being very clear, this is what we're doing. Uh, This is how you're involved in the process And, uh, and making sure that that communication is regular. I think uh, weekly team meetings are, are a really good idea. We have ours. We have, this is a Monday when I'm recording this, and we had ours a few hours ago uh, this morning uh, where uh, we sat down and we had our weekly team meeting. Everybody had the opportunity to speak. What are some uh, issues that we're dealing with? And when it comes to understaffing, uh, really making sure you as the uh, the owner are asking people, is there somewhere I can step in and help you? Where are some areas that you're having some problems? Uh, what are, you know, you're, you're running into some issues here. Um, How can we go about helping it and allowing for other team members to pipe up and work collectively uh, through the issues. So communicate uh, clearly and with your team more frequently. And so in this process, also letting them know this is where I envision you fitting in going forward. And uh, so we can have that dialogue of, you know, what do you enjoy doing now that, you know, this person is gone? You're having to fill in a little bit of work. Is this something you actually enjoy doing? And maybe it's uh, allowed for them an opportunity to expand what they're doing or maybe even step into a different seat if they can grow into it. Uh, and then you can bring somebody else on uh, to, to fill in the other seat. Number three, uh, next, uh, don't force the work. Um, so if you're running into understanding staffing issue, you as the owner, if you step in and begin to force work down people's throats, Without really doing the work to find out whether this is something they truly want to do or they have the aptitude for, they have the skill set for, you're gonna you're gonna ruin your business. You're gonna ruin your people. Okay, so don't uh, force uh force the work on them. Okay, uh, so really to kind of have that dialogue, have that communication, find out because guess what? When people are understanding, at times are a little bit difficult right now. If you have a good team and you're the right type of a leader, people are going to step in and, and happily be willing to step in for a time to help fill in those gaps. Okay, but if you come to them with this kind of like, oh, we're short staffed, you have to do this and you have to do that. And you begin to force it on them. And it's not something that they're good at. Something they may may not want to do, something they don't have an aptitude for, they don't have a skill set for. You're uh, you're going to you're going to ruin the person and you're going to ruin the business. So don't ever force work uh, on people. Next, uh, uh, cross train. And this should be something that gets done uh, um, sh- uh, that should get done anyway. But I think it's extremely important, especially during uh, times of understaffing, that uh, you're spending the time to make sure that everybody is kind of understanding uh, a little bit of the aspect of what everybody else is doing inside the business or with e- at least within that department. So um, if you're running a larger business, <clears throat> for example, there may be, you know, you may have uh, you know the finance uh, is separated from your sales, for example, you aren't expecting your finance people to go into sales and vice versa. That'd be a disaster but within those departments that you are doing some, you're doing some cross training. And so if somebody does end up leaving, um, or in this case here, while while somebody is is gone, and maybe you have to step in and help educate that particular department as the business owner to make sure that you're not just doing one-on-one, that, you, uh, that you're bringing people in together and uh, you're doing some cross training. So everybody kind of understands some of the part of what everybody else does. And uh, so always have more than one person who can perform tasks or fill a seat in your business. Okay, and I think it is, I think it's good to train together. And we, uh, um, I wish that in our, in, in my business, we did this every Friday. It's uh, something that I had planned to do even beginning in, in, into the Q4 of last year. And it's not something we did every week. Uh, but it's something that can be done really, really well. It can be something your team can look forward to. Coming together and, uh, and learning together. Uh, being trained in some aspect inside the business and, and, to, and to do that learning together. And uh, so sometimes I'll do it. Uh, sometimes I'll have uh, one of the other leaders inside of my business do, do the training. And even at times may bring somebody else in from the outside to do training. And uh, we have some of that coming up as well. But also always be training and, and always uh, be uh, cross training as well. Uh, next, if you're uh, having some understaffing issues, consider outsourcing. And this may be something that you may want to consider doing uh, anyway. And and uh, in at the firm level, uh, we're constantly getting people calling up and, and asking us, hey, can we outsource this aspect of the business? Maybe it's the bookkeeping piece or maybe it's the, uh, the KPI uh, generation or uh, some sort of uh, analytics that need to be done, uh, some sort of reports or contracts, whatever the case may be, uh, that they, uh, they outsource, outsource that to, uh, to the firm. So find places where you can go to where if you're not able to get everything done inside the business, where you can outsource it. And if you can really outsource it to a place uh, and, and with a group that can do things better than you could do them internally and then uh, and probably at a maybe even at a cheaper rate, you're not having to hire a full-time person uh, to fill that particular seat, uh, then it could really be a situation to where you can actually maybe find some cost savings or get better information. So you may be paying more, but you're getting better information and you're also building your network and um uh, Building those relationships, so consider outsourcing, uh, whether it's to a um, uh, to a to a partner uh, type organization that can help you. I'll give you a, a practical example uh, here at our firm level. We had all these tax credits coming in uh, over the last year when, it, as it relates to the employee retention credit, you probably hear the TV commercials all the time. you know, talking about you get up to twenty six thousand dollars per employee inside of your business. You know that type of stuff. Most of those are tax mills. Avoid them. But uh, we, uh, but it's not something that we uh, had the capability to be able to take on with everything else going on. With all the the covid relief packages and everything else uh, that was that was happening so we actually partnered with another firm and uh and so uh, since we weren't able to do it i didn't want to hire somebody on to do it we outsourced it okay and it really helped us at the firm level and also really helped our clients as well so whether that type of a relationship or remedial task inside of your business whether you're hiring some sort of an assistant to, to handle to handle emails or maybe as billing you know some sort of aspect inside of your business uh, but regardless if it's a kind of a, a partner type uh, a firm or business that you work with uh, to help also provide services to your existing clientele base or inside of your business to help serve each other uh, and to serve your clients as well uh, to, to look for areas to where you may want to consider outsourcing and last number six, you au- use automation wherever possible. And so we're getting into a day and age to where um, we're finding a lot more tools out there to help us become more efficient and really can kind of help replace uh, maybe missing gaps inside of our business, so i uh, be looking for ways that you can outsource uh, certain aspects of your business if that makes sense. Uh, but definitely also be looking for ways that you can consider automation, uh, whether it's some sort of a process, uh, um, uh, outsource. I'm sorry, um, to uh, look at uh, automating some sort of aspect of your business uh, to help you become uh, more efficient and uh, and help to uh, to, uh, to fill in those gaps to maybe where team members are struggling or maybe you're missing team members together so just a quick summary uh, first of all understanding it t- does take a lot of time uh, to find the right team members to take a lot of investment in uh, finding the right person and also investment in people inside of your business when uh, when uh, there are some understaffing issues number two communicate with your team more frequently and more clearly number three don't force work on your people number four uh, cross train and be training in general uh, next consider outsourcing and then lastly number six use automation where possible This is Josh Buck with the Belk on Business Podcast. Hope you found this uh, particular podcast to be of some help to you. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing. Have a wonderful day.